listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. I think we got to start with Deshaun Watson. Colin started the show with it, and he made a great point. This doesn't happen. In the last 20 years, whatever, and before that it didn't happen either, of the NFL, a quarterback of this caliber being available potentially just doesn't happen. Kirk Cousins would be the next best. Then who's the best after that? I guess Peyton Manning, though in that case the Colts wanted him to leave. But after that, it's what? Drew Brees when he could, couldn't pass a physical? Like who, mm. you know, if you say Manning is in a special category, Kirk Cousins, who's the best quarterback this century that was out there in the free agent market? Not free agent, but able to be procured. So this is, I think, unique and it should lead the show. Yeah, and according to several reports, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade from the team. This, of course, coming after the team hired Ravens assistant David Coley as their head coach last night. You know, you could make the case that Drew Brees, or I'm sorry, Tom Brady, this offseason would have been, but let's be candid. By most reports, and Jonas was talking about his perspective on this a day or two ago, there was a couple teams interested. Tampa Bay, you know, how many are really interested in Watson? They say 10 or 12. I think it's more. Brady had a handful, right? So to, to, to me, it, it, Brady doesn't fall in that category because the market said at 43, we weren't all that interested. Everyone or many are interested in Deshaun. The last time a quarterback young demanded a trade from a team and was, you know, figured to be a franchise guy at his current place and current location was Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler pulled this same thing when Denver traded him, but he clearly wasn't on the same level at the time of his trade request as Deshaun Watson is. No, that's a great get in the past, but I think you're right. Remember, Cutler got uh, Denver at the time had the father Shanahan. Yeah. They traded up, I think, to around 15, if I remember. And, you know, big arm. It was before the run on quarterbacks where, the, you know, like Big Ben went 11th or whatever. So it was one of those situations where a guy like Big Ben, who would go what? Even if we didn't know, you know, a Miami of Ohio type guy with his skill set goes second, third now. You know, it, everything was a little different. So Cutler certainly was pedigreed. But by the time he was pushed out or he left Denver – the bloom was off the rose, I think. Though Chicago was optimistic, he was damaged goods, I think, in a way. Would yeah, you, I mean, would, he, he wasn't nearly the level that Deshaun Watson is. To yeah, where people it, are talking, and we talked this year about if he was on a better team, we're talking MVP considerations for Watson this year. Yes, I think that the starting point of judging Watson in this situation is, and this isn't widely understood, Watson had the best season of his career. And you could look at it from a certain perspective and say Deshaun Watson had the second. I mean, let's just say it. Aaron Rodgers, whatever happened in the playoffs, had a great season. Many would say his best season. So Aaron Rodgers is a guy they say might be the most talented quarterback ever. And he had his best season this season. So let's put that, not counting the playoffs, in its place. Statistically, Watson had a better year, you could make the case, than Patrick Mahomes, than Josh Allen. I think those four, with Aaron Rodgers being one of them, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, were the four best quarterbacks this year. And Russell Wilson would be five, and Wilson not 
in that list if we just look at the stats this season. Fez, do you agree? I'm not saying that's your list. I'm saying if you look at the performance. Yes. Okay. So this isn't a guy on the back end of his career. In theory, next year is going to be better. If you just kind of accept the fact that this was such a challenging year for Watson, he lost his his crutch receiver. Right? Hopkins was his guy. And he had many games at the end of the year that he didn't even have his, you know, this year's best receiver. And Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller, and who's now a free agent, uh, and who had the suspensions with PDs and such, if I recall, it was PDs. And he still performed like beyond expectations. Watson came into his own this year. Here's my question, though. I liked Houston over a win total of seven and a half. That was a disaster. What was our kind of take on why we thought Houston would go over? And I I led the way. It was when has an elite top five quarterback ever had less than eight wins? And we went back and said, you know, Drew Brees had a couple seven win years, but the defense was all time bad. Right? So if, it, if that's the bottom, if that's the basement for a great quarterback is seven wins, then seven and a half means we're looking pretty good. Unless it falls se- How many wins? Four for Houston? Four. So what is it that was wrong there? Is it Deshaun Watson, regardless of what the stats say, isn't able to bring a team to the level that his level quarterback should reach, seven wins at minimum? Because again, Jonas being the psychopedia in a way with this, when has there been a top five quarterback in the modern era with passing being so important? And Colin today, back to the Aaron or the Andrew Luck love, was like, Andrew Luck, that team had nobody. It's like, well, two years before they won like 14 games. I'm not sure if they had nobody, but okay. And they went 11 and 5. Let's accept that they had some players, but still, he's right. They weren't great other than Andrew Luck, they won 11 games. How does Houston only win four? Does that mean Deshaun's not as good as we think? Does that mean he's not a great teammate? I think we got to stare in the eye of that and be honest with it. What do you think, Fez? I think it was a confluence of bad luck, bad defense, hard strength yeah, of but schedule. Is it any worse defense than other great quarterbacks have had? How, yeah, how, as how much could it be versus it, the Saints team? As much as Aaron Rodgers is not a guy I love, Aaron Rodgers would never have four wins. Could you imagine a team that Aaron Rodgers would quarterback in his prime as he's playing now and say, oh, that team's going to win four games? No. They'd find a way to win half of them. What do you think, Jonas? Yeah, I think uh, Deshaun Watson's getting a little bit of a pass here because people are just giving a blanket. Well, this is typical Houston Texans. They're a dysfunctional organization. And I don't four know. Out of five I've, years in the playoffs, right? Exactly, and that's that's been my point all along. Is that you know we can say they're dysfunctional, but they've been pretty successful. They haven't won a Super Bowl. I get it. They haven't been to a Super Bowl. I get all that. But that's a pretty decent run, especially in the NFL. And so they have this bad year. He signs a contract extension, and it's like the numbers look great, but. I, I don't know. Like maybe there's a little bit of an NBA feel here to where he's putting up a lot of points, but you can't win that type of way or that type of style. I just I think there's got to be some blame handed down to Deshaun Watson. It can't just be, well, the organization failed him. Well, what did he do to try and help the situation himself? Yeah, and I think what makes this a little bit of a combustible topic is that when the prior owner who passed away, and now the son's running things, 
there were, you know, I would say whispers, accusations, whatever you want to call it. That he, and he publicly said things that people critiqued as not only not player friendly, but perhaps even troublesome. All right. However, we want to say it. And I'm not an expert at politically correct language. So I'll just leave it at that. It's able to be researched. Is I think that makes it where a minority player, an African American player who is resistant to that franchise, you you want to naturally have sympathy with that person. Like if it's a truly racist environment, you'd want to get out of there. And you'd want him to be able to get out of there. One, that guy's dead. And two, you could say, yeah, but his, you know, his ethos permeates through the organization, perhaps, right? And in theory, his son would have similar perspectives. We don't know that, right? I'm just saying, in a way, you can be sympathetic that if he's removed in a way from it this year, but in the other way, would Tom Brady remove himself? Would even an Aaron Rodgers, who, again, California cool, he seems a little detached to start with, but never detached enough to only have four wins if he's playing most of the games, and if you look at Houston's defense, the math says bad, but not all-time bad. The efficiency metric EPA, number 30. DVOA, number 30. So that means there's two, or 32 and 31's worse. So it didn't even have the worst defense. Now, 30's bad, but if you stack rank Houston's wins, what are they, about 26th? Yeah. So now the question is, they're not that much better than their defense. And supposedly you have a top-five quarterback who statistically is a top-five quarterback. I would give him the benefit of the doubt in the following way. In prior years, it felt like Houston won about in line with his talent, meaning a playoff team. Remember, they played Buffalo just the year before this one in the playoffs. They were a playoff team. 11 and 5, 10 and 6. That's two years before. That's great info. So to me, with O'Brien, who, oh, by the way, so demonized, let's think hmm, who just hired him? Nick Saban. So if Nick Saban, who seems to get to cherry pick amongst the projects, you know, the damaged goods, he picks O'Brien. And to me, that's a sign. Belichick, let me think. Belichick had him for a long time. And oh, Nick Saban. So if those are the two guys hiring you, you got to feel pretty good that he wasn't necessarily the problem as a coach, maybe certainly as a GM. And let's not forget that. Bill O'Brien took over the Penn State job when nobody wanted it. They were borderline ready to be death penalty. Post Paterno and and all that. They were were the burning building of college football, and he was the guy who ran in there. And he actually stabilized that place and turned it around a little bit as far as getting the momentum in the right direction and the feel of it, which is what in part led to him getting the Houston Texans job. So he's well thought of in a lot of places. It's not like he just came out of nowhere and got a gig, and now everyone says, well, good riddance, he's got to go. And, and to to me, it's the power of no sometimes. Meaning, if O'Brien would have said, "I can't be a GM and a coach," he'd still be the coach. And yeah. to some degree, he didn't understand how difficult it would be because even Belichick doesn't have that. He has that power in theory, but he's not the effect. You know, he's not the GM in name, and he's got someone there to do most of the work. He just gets to come in and make decisions ultimately. Uh, O'Brien wasn't at that level, but I still think O'Brien's one of the top 12 coaches that could be NFL coaches. I'll take him over. I don't even know. Let me make sure. The guy's name that just got hired is? David Coley. For Houston? Yeah, David Coley. Yeah. I mean, 65 years old, right? And Colin said today, never been offered 
a coordinator's job mm. in the NFL. And doesn't mean he's not a great technician, that he doesn't know the blocking schemes. But what's a head coach these days, right? A head coach is a guy that's a chief executive. It's a CEO, chief executive officer. It's the guy coordinating a lot of stuff, but not on the field. In a way, it's the offensive coordinator. No, this is the team's coordinator. Uh, it strikes me, if he's never coordinated a side of the ball, how can he be the best guy? That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Especially a wide receivers coach for the one team that runs more than any other team in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. Say that one more time. Wide receivers coach. So you're saying, hey, this is a, a, an under-focused uh, upon element of this team. So this was the guy that specialized in receivers, and he was on a team that receivers are not emphasized. Yes. Uh, that's a good point. That's Steve Fezzik judiciously interjecting today. I'm R.J. Bell. <laughs> Jonas is just laughing. Did you, did you tell the wife about Fez? Did it rise to the level of – you should have heard Fez today. No, he was just so dominant that I had to just respect it because when I tried to get in a word, he just said, step aside, rookie. This is sports radio. I'll show you how it's done. And I said, all right, sir, whatever I can do. And, uh, and I knew my place from let, there on out. So Let me ask you a question. When you went home, you were driving, you were about a 20-minute drive to the mansion. Were you, how were you feeling? Were you feeling like, I did it, I did, I knew I could do it, and I did it? I felt the first segment was a little overkill by me. But, but that led to the podcast. And the, the hilarious thing on the podcast, Jonas, was he would talk, I don't know, six, seven minutes straight. And, you know, Maddie Holt was here, right? And you could just hear Maddie patiently trying to interject. And what Fez would do, I'd never seen a broadcaster do this before. He would sneak a breath in before the last sentence of his point and then talk through that to the next point. <laughs> so it would be like, it'd be like, Number three. And number four, I'm going to say right now, and then I'm going to go to the next topic before I take a breath, and then there's no way anyone else could possibly jump in. It was amazing. So then by the time he takes the next breath, literally he's into the next topic. So if you had a thought on the last one, well, too late for you, buddy. Was that a plan? It was not an active plan, no. But do you see now in hindsight that's what you were doing? I, I thought Maddie had some great contributions. I think he spoke quite you, a bit. You, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to go back and time it. Yeah, yeah. How's this? I'll make you a bet, word count-wise, he spoke less than 20% of the time. Oh, I'll take the over. <laughs> well, you know, you do realize that you can have a transcription service do this. So, 500? 200. Oh! <laughs> Not very sure, is he? All right. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in just a moment, we are going to talk about where Deshaun Watson will end up next, according to the Voice of Vegas. Yes, and we actually have a great. Listen, Fez is a, a really. Um, nice guy. I think nice is the right way to say it. he has a good heart. That's the truth. And, but he's an expert at the NFL. And we have fun with him. And, you know, sometimes people go, boy, you don't like Fez. I say, I really like Fez. It's just I know how great he can be. And I just, you know, I'm like that a-hole that's always trying to push him to be great. But I tell you, he doesn't need pushed when it comes to the NFL stuff. And what he's done is we looked at the eight teams and we said, 
How good would they be with Deshaun Watson? Where would they, the eight teams that are being speculated as a potential landing spot, and how good would they be 1 to 32? I'm, I actually haven't seen the list. I'm fascinated, and we're going to do that. It's a great day to join us. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you for the support. We're going to keep fighting to keep this streak going. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Right here in Las Vegas on the Strip, it's 56 degrees, and the neon is pumping. So, RJ, we've been talking about the Deshaun Watson trade request. He did make it official, according to several reports. The Texans quarterback wants out of Houston, which brings up the question, where could Deshaun Watson end up next? So, we're going to give you the odds first. And then, Fez, I want to count down Casey Kasem style, 8-1. to one. We got eight teams. Here's the odds, though, on the four favorites. Jets, 2-1. to one. That's the favor. Will Watson, if he's traded now, if he's not traded, all bets are off. The Dolphins, 4-1. to one. Patriots, 8-1. to one. 49ers tied, 8-1. to one. Now, remember, McKenzie, you put this list together. Was that the only four listed, or was that the four favorites? Those are the four favorites. And there's others listed, but yes. there's less than 31 teams listed. Yes. So remember, anytime there's a, if this happens, where does he land type bet, if all of the teams aren't listed or there's not a field, so let's say there's 10 listed and the 11th is the field, that means if it's not one of the 10, it's going to be the field. But if they don't have a comprehensive list, that's another example of the dastardly bookies and let me tell you dastardly cockroaches cockroaches yeah if one of those teams or the team that gets them isn't on the list they keep all the money so don't forget about that all right Fez, we got the favorites now the eight teams rattle off the eight real quick not in any order that we're considering and we're going to now rank them eight to one if they get watson who's the eight teams chicago san francisco new england washington miami Carolina, Denver, Jets. So what we did was say, okay, how much better was their quarterback last year, or worse, in every case probably, Deshaun Watson, and thus that upgrade would place this team, assuming everything else stayed the same, where? All right, the eighth best team would be? The Jets, 25th best. So even so, with Deshaun Watson, <laughs> they'd be the 25th best. Yes, Jets, not good. Wow, that's fascinating. Now, what I would say is, Colin, in one of the crazier <laughs> moments I've ever heard on radio, says, well, just think, the Jets could trade, um, uh, and then you're thinking, four number ones, what's he going to, Sam Darnold, and he pauses, like, that would be the trade, Sam Darnold for Deshaun Watson, and he goes, and maybe throws a pick or two in. Sam Darnold's like the negative. <laughs> I mean, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, Jets would be, and again, if they had to give up a lot, it would change some of these teams, but we're assuming just you're swapping out Watson. Jets would be eight, seven. Seven, Denver Broncos, number 17. So they wouldn't even be an average team. That's right. I disagree with that. Boy, I hate that. How many points do you think Watson is an upgrade from uh, Locke? Four-point upgrade. Ooh. All right. I can see that. Because Watson's probably seven, eight from a typical backup. Like an average back. Oh, okay, yeah. So eight. yeah, yeah, like seven, seven. Okay, so you're saying Drew Locke's about three points better than a typical backup. Yes. Okay, I can accept that. All right, next team, number six, Carolina Panthers. They'd be number thirteen. 
That feels right. And Jonas, jump in if any of this feels off to you. Yeah. So far, what do you think of the list and where they would be? Yeah, I don't know what how different the Jets look with Deshaun Watson. It feels like there's a lot more of an issue outside of just the quarterback. They don't they don't seem like just a quarterback of the way as opposed to Indianapolis who feels like you find a quarterback that roster is built to win now. Yeah, but see to me it's one thing to not be a quarterback away from being like a top 8 team. It's another that you get one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and you're still going to be the 25th right. team. Right. I mean, I don't think I've ever even like seen that before. I mean, I get that the quarterback play is problematic. My name is Casper. But still, that is a team that weak otherwise, but Fez thinks so. Okay, we're three down. Who's the fourth? Uh, I guess it would be the fourth worst. Go ahead. Yeah, so number five, New England Patriots, they would also move up to number 13. Okay, so Patriots wouldn't be five, right? They'd be four. We had three teams before it, right? Wasn't Carolina? Yeah, Carolina was six. Patriots are five. Okay. And what would the Patriots be? 13th best team. Boy, that seems crazy. So this is a team that was 8-0 last season. Went from Brady to Cam Newton. Right now, what's your Brady to Newton drop-off? Four points, three points? Got Brady two points better, Cam one and a half, so three and a half points. All right, so that's, yeah. call it, that's probably a little weak on Brady, because you, you've been a Brady skeptic your whole life. <laughs> sure. Uh, once you reach 35, you're like, he's done. So what you're saying is, with Brady, the Patriots would have been like the 12th best team this year, because they were like probably 16 or 17. Yeah. I mean, maybe 11 or 10. Yeah. And you're saying with Deshaun Watson, they would be What? It'd be very comparable. So you think Watson and Brady's the same at this? I got Watson half a point better. Boy, you, I guess you've given Brady a lot. I don't even understand which way you're wrong because it feels wrong in a lot of directions. I got Watson my number four and Brady my number six quarterback right now. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just biased against Brady because of his age. But if you look at it right now, you're probably right. All right, so the Patriots with Watson wouldn't even be in the top ten. That's right. All right. We got how many teams left? Two or four three? teams left. Four teams. Wow. Go Doing ahead. Doing eight. Yeah. So number four, Washington Redskins. Oh, the Washington football team. Number they'd be the tenth best team. So Washington with Deshaun Watson, ten. Ah, I think they'd be a little better than that. But boy, that's that's pretty. I mean, imagine that, Jonas. I mean, I know they made the playoffs, but they would be a top ten. Who was number ten this year? Who would they be comparable to this year? Steelers in Seattle. Nine so think about that. Seattle and yeah. Washington equal if they get Watson. That I mean, feels that, right. That's okay, a young, next. young oh, ahead, in jo- their. Well, I'm just saying that's a young in their prime defense that you pair him up with. Terry McLaurin uh, is a really good receiver for Washington. Um, they've got a couple of weapons there. That and and that division, as we've seen, is pretty winnable based on what we've seen the past couple of years. So yeah, I would say that's the low end. I could see them six, seven. But I get it. Next. Number three team, Chicago Bears. I'd have them as the eighth best team. So you think Chicago other than quarterback? Because I would make the case Trubisky and Alex Smith is about the same, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is Chicago has got a better team other than QB than Washington. Yes. Uh, I take Washington all day. Hmm. You got Chicago number? Three. The third best team in football. 
Oh, I'm so, yeah. Yeah, eighth best team. All right. Let's forget the list of eight. Let's just say where are they in the end? Because really, the eight's an abstraction. Right, right, right. So Eighth best team. All right. So close to Washington. All right. So let's, we got two more left, right? Let's run down so far. Now, I only want to hear what they'd be in the NFL. So start with the Jets. Jets, 25th. Denver, 17th. Carolina, 13th. New England, also 13th. And Washington, 10th. Chicago, 8th. So you made a big deal about the list of counting down eight, but you had two teams tied, but you didn't mention it. Well, they they can't they 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 they're not tied because they both can't get Watson. <laughs> That's Steve Fazek. I'm R.J. Bell. Okay, we got two left. All right, Miami Dolphins, seventh best team. So what we're saying is Miami, Chicago, and Washington are all bunched together. They'd be right out of the first tier in the NFL, but knocking on the door. Yes, like the Rams this year. Mm-hmm. Back, and now San Francisco. The 49ers' sixth best team. You're high as a kite. <laughs> You're saying five teams are better than the 49ers with Watson. I don't even listen. Listen. I want everyone to think about that. I'm going to let Fez contemplate that. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. RJ, we are down to two. The top two teams, according to Fez, he says the San Francisco 49ers, as well as teams like the Chicago Bears and the race for Deshaun Watson, they are the top teams when it comes to where they would end up if they land Deshaun Watson, but he has them five teams below the top of the NFL. Yeah, and to me, this is a fascinating exercise, is if they landed Deshaun Watson, we talked about how rare it is for a quarterback of this quality to even potentially be available. We have the odds on the next team, right? Jets are favored 2-1, to one, Dolphins 4-1, to one, Patriots 49ers tied for third 8-1. to one. We looked at Collins' eight likely landing spots, which included these four plus four more, and said, where would they be with Watson? So, Fez, not anything except where they'd be in the NFL. Let's go through that list one more time. Jets would be 25 with Watson, and then? Denver, 17th. Carolina, 13th. New England, 13th. Washington, 10th. Chicago, 8th. Miami, 7th. And the 49ers, 6th. All right. Now, I find 6th for the 49ers to be absurd. Make your case. How much better? Now, we know you've got feelings about Jimmy G. We've got the tape. I love Jimmy G. Maybe you're biased. Make the case. Four-point upgrade, Watson versus Jimmy G. That doesn't seem crazy to me. And what, that seems right. And where the disconnect is, and I agree with you, this number seems so low, and the reason is, all I did was evaluate how good would San Francisco be if magically they got oh, Watson so, and they so played saying, today. Today, not next year. That's absurd. So you're saying that your current number accounts for all those injuries, but there's no way. You just said, well, they would be 13 because only one could get them. But somehow you couldn't figure out that six months from now, those injuries aren't going to be pertinent. So what kind of three points upgrade? Yes. All right. So add three points to the 49ers, then then what? They're number two. It's Kansas City. Okay. Mm. See, Jonas, when RJ sniffs something stinky, (laughs) there's something stinky, baby. That feels right. Deshaun Watson on the 49ers, they would be the clear NFC favorites. I agree. What do you think, Jones? Uh, who would be number three? I'm just curious, Fez. So, so who is number two right now? Yeah, Green Bay. 
Yeah. So all right. So Green Bay. So you you've got the 49ers ahead of Green Bay if they land Deshaun Watson. I I agree with that a hundred percent. I agree too. Yeah. And Tampa's right there. I mean, I tell you, the NFC would be stacked. I mean, if Tampa would be your third best. I mean, you still got Green Bay over Tampa. I mean, that's the thing people are going to be shocked by. Whoa, they just beat them. Half a point. Yeah. Just think about the NBA when they have a seven-game series. One time they win by 30, the next time they lose by 20. Do we think the NFL is any less random? It's more random because the NBA, the ball's round. And in football, it bounces funny. Great exercise. Another quarterback, Jared Goff, I think yeah. we got odds on him. Yeah, and another quarterback in the NFC West who's there right now, at least for the time being, uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, says if Jared Goff is not traded this offseason, expect an open quarterback competition with his backup, John Walford, which brings up the question, what is Jared Goff's future, according to the guys in Vegas? Here's the takeaway, and Greg Olson was on the herd today right here in FSR, and he touched on it. Here's an NFL guy, just retired, Behind, you know, he understands the locker room, what's happening behind. And his point was what we brought up the day after the game, or yeah, was the fact that Goff was capable of playing in the division or in the first round of the playoffs. And they said, No, you sit and relax. This guy, undrafted from the AAU or whatever, is going to play. That was, in a way, the Certain phrase, maybe, that you would say to a partner romantically that you can't come back from. Whatever that phrase is, and I'll let your imaginations run wild, you can't really repair it, feels like, with Goff. The fact that you're saying, yes, you're a franchise quarterback when it comes to pay, but we'd rather... Now, you could say, well, his thumb was hurt. Listen, if he was able to be the number two quarterback, he was able to... Be the starter. And though, Matt, though logically we can say, well, his thumb made him 8% worse, and because of that, he was not as good as the AAU guy. That might logically make it. It doesn't cut mustard. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Quickly, we do it every day during the Super Bowl run-up. Market report, line still three, Kansas City favor. Total still 56. 20 seconds, Faz. You see some betting action that's interesting. Yeah, the sharp bettors are taking first half under, opened up at 28, now down to 27.5. No more 28s and even a little extra vig on the under because the last 20 years, first halves have been so much lower scoring. In the Super Bowl. Yes. And that's because of conservativeness early. You've heard it. We said it years ago. Tom Brady, in nine starts, has three total points in the first quarter 